0: Hey, party people.
1: I'm bringing the nitty. And I've got
0: the gritty. So
1: let's get litty.
0: Because you're now turning up to the Nitty Gritty and and Litty Committee.
1: Which is where we fill up our cups and get down to good conversations.
0: This week's topic is collecting. My name's Katie.
1: And my name is Sam. And if you've decided to sip along with us tonight, we will be drinking the Long Island Iced Tea slash Adios, motherfucker, slash, <laughs> Blue Motorcycle.
0: Slash... No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, but in all honesty, there probably are other names for it. Because, um, quick, short story time, um, we always used to get AMFs in college. That's yeah. what, you know, we, we knew them as. Like, that's the name that we came to learn for it and then it wasn't until I went to bartending school that I found out that um, an AMF and a Long Island are basically the same thing apart from like one or two small very inconsequential differences and then when we moved down here I remember the first time we asked for an AMF they looked at us like we were crazy.
1: I'm like, really, bitch? You're gonna cuss at me and I'm about to make your drink? Like, no ma'am, no ma'am, no. Yeah. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> and she was like, Oh, you mean a blue motorcycle? I was like, I don't know. Oh,
1: that's new, yeah. I was
0: like, that's not what I heard it as, but sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's probably a plethora of different names for it, but Pretty much the ingredients are all the same. So for a traditional Long Island, you're going to do a half an ounce each of vodka, tequila, rum, gin, and triple sec. You're going to do three ounces of Coke and three ounces of sour mix. For an AMF or a blue motorcycle, you're also going to do a half an ounce each of vodka, tequila, rum, and gin. However, you're going to switch out that half an ounce of triple sec for blue curacao. Basically the same thing. It's still orange. It's just blue. (laughs) And then you're going to do three ounces of Sprite instead of Coke. And then you're still going to add your three ounces of sour mix. For the mocktail version, this was interesting to look up and and search. Because there are a plethora of different um, takes on On the the Long Island mocktail. Yeah. Um, All of
1: them very weird. Yes. Um, I'll admit for this particular drink, because it uses basically four different types of liquor, And then, uh, triple sec, that has liquor in it as Mm -hmm. well. So it's it's like, so to have that much alcohol in the drink, this seems like one that maybe you don't want to do the mocktail version of it, but that's totally up to you.
0: (laughs) I mean, we're going to try it. So if you want to try it, go ahead. Um, it's got two ounces of water in it. Uh, it has one black iced tea bag that I like, I steeped beforehand, three ounces of apple juice, three ounces of Coke and one ounce of lemon juice. Shall we cheers? Cheers. Ah. Uh. Uh, tastes like college. college. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was like, wow.
1: This is probably our like second favorite drink in college. Yeah. You'll what see you the think? first one's going to come up later <laughs> in the episodes.
0: You tell me later. I'm over here. I was like, you don't Remember?
1: Oh, am I being a
0: really bad friend right now?
1: No, no. It's definitely the Wendy's Lemonade. Oh, Wendy's Lemonade. Oh,
0: bitch! <laughs> I'm over here thinking of, like, a literal drink that we ordered at a bar. Nope. <laughs> You're talking about the cheap college version. Cheap college version, like, before
1: you pregame. <laughs> got it, got it, got it.
0: Yeah, no, fam. When we get... Fam. We'll get there. Huh. Okay, so, first thing when it comes to collecting, what do we collect? And why do we collect these specific things?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing that both of us collect, <laughs> um, and I have Katie to blame for this uh collection that I have amassed over the last few years. Not sorry. Uh no, sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't be sorry. I love all of all of them. Um we both collect Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge pop culture phenomenon. If you don't know what Funko Pops are, you probably have seen them. Yeah. Um, cause they've kind of made their way into more popular forms of media. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, um, what is it? Miss Marvel has a little Funko Pop showing up yeah. in the background of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Mouth has the little Funko Pop animated <laughs> versions in their shows. Cute, yeah. BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you see them a lot more often now. Mm-hmm. But I think when they first started, it was more of a like niche thing where people who were super into certain forms of pop culture, like comic books, movies, TV shows, uh, started to collect these little plastic figures. Yeah. And way back when, back in my day, when I worked for Target, we had people lining up mm-hmm. outside of the store before we opened, waiting for those drops. It yeah. was crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so... I was part of the fad that that was like when Funko Pops first came out. Mm-hmm. Well, let me not say first came out. Um, when they dropped their first Marvel release. Because I have that whole collection. Mm-hmm. It's like Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk, um, Captain America. And then I think it's... Oh gosh, my brain is blanking. It's like Hawkeye. or There's somebody else. I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, and they were gifted to me. And... I remember thinking they were the coolest little things. I was like, this is so dope. And then it was a slippery slope from there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I remember just that it was just, they were so fascinating and it was so different from anything that I had like really seen. Cause you know, you have like the standard bobbleheads or like the standard action figures. Mm -hmm. And I think Funko Funko Pops really did this really cool thing and with the way that they've evolved, too, of, like, meshing those two into, like, this
1: adorable little thing. Because yeah. it's
0: neither a bobble hunt and it's neither an action figure.
1: It has its own, like, distinct style. Yes. Which I think has is what has made it stand out amongst the competition. Because, like, of course there are people that collect the action figures mm-hmm. and, like, collect the little, like, um, trinkets and the bobbleheads and whatnot, but... Funko, because it has this unique form with the usually the black eyes and then the square kind of head shape. The big
0: head and a little
1: body. And a little body underneath. It definitely is one that will stand out. And especially when you have a large collection like we do, Mm -hmm. having them all together as well makes for really interesting like displays yeah
0: well the amount of times that people come into our roo- our, our rooms well our rooms too <laughs> but specifically like our our living room we have kind of a really cool setup people like automatically yeah we might have talked about this already but they they either automatically go to our bar or they automatically go to the Funko, Funko Pop, Pop collection. And yeah. currently in our, our new apartment, they're the bar and the Funko Pops are side by side. Yeah. They were <laughs> not in our old apartment. But um, they're always a topic of conversation because people come in and they're like, oh, your home is so, whoa, what is
1: that? Yeah. I, I think the collections that we've chosen to display in our apartment, too, are really neat mm-hmm. just because every time, I mean, you know that you're a girl, I'm a, I'm a dude, uh, no. And so, Crazy. some people like to assume that the Disney collection that's it's sitting out in our mine. living room is Katie's, and that the Spider-Man and Deadpool collection is mine. And you'd be dead ass wrong. You really would be. You really <laughs> would be.
0: I mean, I think that, like, I know, like, specifically in the Disney collection, I think I have. I'm like looking at it right now. I think I have two in there. Two. It's it's yeah. Tiana. And then, is Stitch over there?
1: No, because we were going to do... Ah, right, yeah.
0: right, right. Okay, so just kidding. I have one. The girls <laughs> at one at the Disney collection. Um, and then I think you have a few in the in the, uh, yeah. the Deadpool Spider-Man collection. Um, but no, I think that, that it that is because there have been multiple times where people have turned to me and they're like, wow, I didn't realize you were such a Disney fan. And I'm like, I'm not... <laughs> I mean, I am, I am, I am. I love Disney. I love Disney.
1: The mouse is gonna come for you, (laughs) kid.
0: No, no, I love, I love, I do, I I do, I do love a good Disney movie. However, um, if Disney hadn't bought Marvel, I don't think I would be as much of, like, a Disney stan. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, But I am, I'm, I'm a Marvel girl. Marvel girl through and through. I adore the comics. I, like... I I am loving the cinematic universe and the TV shows and stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And then to like have those conversations because I also think that that's a it's it's it is it's a really cool conversation starter. And especially when people assume wrongly, yeah. Then it's like, oh, sorry, it's my turn to shine. Move out the way, Katie. Yeah. So which one do you like the best? Because <laughs> this is my favorite.
1: Yeah. Well, and like even though we have a lot of different like versions of the same characters too you can Mm -hmm. find that there's a lot of like nuance to the way that some of them are made yeah which makes it like a really cool conversation piece as well Mm -hmm. because without fail like people always find something that they're like oh my god i love this one within one of our collections yeah but yeah, I think this is a good point to talk about one of your other collections because mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned it already. I know that you like comic books, <laughs> crazy nerd. <No. laughs> we are nerds in this we house. Are. Yeah.
0: No. Um. I have a huge love and appreciation for comic books, and I think that's also why, like, I've gotten really into like manga too. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think they they kind of like go hand in hand. But yeah, no, I i kind of grew up on comic books i would like that was i mean i was i i loved to read as a kid and then when i first got introduced to comics specifically through our elementary school library that's all i wanted to read i was like this is so cool and i like want to have them all and it's just it's it's kind of like a form of escapism i think too to just like sit and be immersed in this Mm. in this world you know And get attached to these characters that, you know, mean something or you're you're intrigued by. Um, I'm always a good sucker for a good villain. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Marvel (laughs) does a really good job of, like, all the villains have, like, they weren't born villainous. Mm. At least, I don't think so. Um, You know, the world and society has shaped them into this thing. Or, like, they've been through something that, you know... Causes them to think a certain way, and so a lot mm. of the villains in Marvel are like relatable. You can kind of like relate to a certain to part of oh. yeah. But then also, like I just I love the characters. I think that they're so dynamic and they're so cool. And to see like them cro- <laughs> like the crossovers, whoa! Oh my god! I think I wanted to faint. They were so good. They were just so good. I ugh. <laughs> Anyways, but I am also not the only comic book collector now in this household. You're welcome again.
1: That is correct. Although I
0: think yeah. you started collecting them before.
1: Yeah, I, I was also, like, very similar to your story about getting into comic books. I also was, like, as a library kid, really infatuated with reading different comics. I was weirdly never drawn to, like, superhero comics when I was younger. Mm. It was mostly, like, I read the humorous ones. Mm-hmm. So I would read, like... Archie comics and like Scooby-Doo had a comic Aye. line. The Simpsons had a comic line. And so all these like funny characters, usually from TV shows had come onto the page. And so getting to see more of their adventures mm-hmm. in this format is what got me excited to read. Um, And so now I would say, I think my comic book collection, I do have quite a few superhero comics as well. Um, But I also have uh Avatar The Last Airbender is, like, my biggest yeah. collection. You own
0: all of them now, right?
1: Almost all of them. There's still one that just came out recently. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we're still waiting on the second one that was re- announced uh, in 2023 to come yeah. out. So once I get my
0: hands,
1: <laughs> my plan, honestly, is to actually watch the show and read the comics in chronological order. Because mm. I did that with the MCU. Uh during the pandemic. I watched all the movies in chronological order, so now I want to do that with the Avatar, The Last Airbender Universe. hmm Yeah. That'd be cute. That'd be cute. Yeah. What else you collect in?
0: Um, I was actually trying to think about that. I I collect a couple of other things. I um my mom just before the pandemic um started to give me like these little trinket boxes. hmm I think that's like the best way to describe them. They kind of like open up and there's like a small little hole where like you could put like a ring or maybe like a mm. chocolate kiss or something like it's something super, super small. And whenever she would find one that would like remind me of her, she'd just give it to me. So it wasn't necessarily like a birthday present or like a Christmas tradition or anything. I, but I, I have like eight or nine of them now. Oh, wow. And I just adore them. I think that they're so fascinatingly different. Plus, I'm always a good sucker for a secret compartment. That's why I love escape rooms. Um, so I, I collect the little trinket boxes. We've already kind of touched on this. I have a, I have a record collection. I don't necessarily know if I like collect them or so as it's just like when I'm like, damn, there's not an unbop on this album. Give it. Need like, it. Need it in Gotta record form. It. Yes. I will say something that we both kind of collect, though, is art. Yeah. We are suckers for artwork in this household. Yeah. I think both of our rooms are a testament to that.
1: Very much so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, and I think the types of art that we collect too is very indicative of our personalities. Um, Because I, again, I mostly collect according to the fandoms that I'm a part of. So Mm -hmm. like I have this um, beautiful like uh, artwork piece of Aang. Mm -hmm. as an adult that's like right at the entrance to my room um i have tons of black panther artwork Mm -hmm. i also have going back to funko's a little bit i also have almost all of almost all of them they keep releasing more and i'm poor so i can't keep up (laughs) but i have like almost all all of those ones Mm -hmm. and so my artwork is also indicative of that but i will say as well a lot of the artwork that i have. And we'll talk about this in a later episode. Uh, a lot of the artwork that I have has actually come from you as well. <laughs>
0: I like to paint sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine, my art collection is a little bit different. I don't think that I have a lot of artwork that's very like indicative of the things that, like the, like fandom, like mm-hmm. fandom merch and stuff like that, or like fandom-esque, um, a lot of my art is—I uh, don't even know how to quantify it. Um, a lot of the art that I do have has been given to me. Thanks, or like, Hillary. Thanks, Hillbill. <laughs> Love you so much. Um, just because she has a beautiful eye for art, um, or yeah. it's been made for me. Like KB, she um, she's made me a lot of the, um, cross, stitches. the cross stitches. Those are beautiful. And as they're all. stunning. And then I think the other art pieces, I they're just like, it's a lot of um like black feminine art. Mm. I'd like to say too that I have in have in my room. I have this one um, that it was like one of the first art pieces that I like purchased for myself, um, and it's of you know what is a naked you know black woman. Um, kind of curled in on herself and she's got like the beautiful afro hair but then there's a crown on her head and i actually got the male version yeah for i was you. like i have yeah. the
1: complimentary piece in, um, in my room
0: <laughs> and like just pieces of her skin there's like just different words of affirmations
1: like a- yeah, yeah affirmations
0: like strength um empowerment beauty um intelligence stuff like that it's a lot of like uplifting art and then i just i have a lot of art that's very in- um that attributes to like how much I love to travel. Mm-hmm. I've got like landscapes, a- abstract <laughs> landscapes. <They're> not, <laughs> like You could tell it's a landscape, but you have to look at the description okay. to know what it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: It's interesting because like I walk into your room and I'm just always blown away by the art that you have in there. But I know in my head I would never hang that stuff in my room.
1: You do still have some fandom stuff. You got a lot of Marvel, spe- specifically. Okay, yeah.
0: Nook. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. I forgot all about that. I'm not going to lie. I forgot all about that.
1: I forgot all about that. She's got like these vintage comic book panels. Yeah, okay. Um, that are on like wood blocks. Yeah.
0: See, I'm thinking of this big wall. That's like... The main the one. Ma- yeah. My main wall. You're right. Oh my gosh. My entire nook is all Marvel. Yeah, I have the panels. And then I got a character drawn for myself of that me as Iron, Iron Man. Man. That's there. And you then got the
1: Batman who laughs in your Joker corner. I do have
0: the Batman that laughs. Yeah. Okay. So okay. 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 <laughs> I take it all back. I take it all back. I lied to you. I lied to you all. I'm so sorry. You like the one time I do it. That's a lie. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lies again. Uh, Lies, Manali.
0: <laughs> I do. Yeah. I guess it's just like. All of that stuff I've had for a really long time, I think, like, the way that I approach artwork now is very different. Not to say that I don't adore and appreciate that, and still, I, obviously, I have it hung in my room. I want people to see it. But I know that, like, when it comes to purchasing art now, like, I want to purchase more of, like, the, the stuff that I was talking about before.
1: It's, like, things that are indicative of who you are as a person, yeah. not necessarily just what you like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Samuel.
1: I try.
0: Okay, let's flip the question back on you. What else do you collect?
1: Um, I would say I also have a pretty extensive like video game collection. Mm-hmm both like digital but I also I just love collecting like the physical games as well I know that we're moving towards an era of digital games being kind of the easiest to acquire because you don't have to go to a store anymore like GameStop almost went under during this pandemic (laughs) but we brought that shit back hold the line Uh, (laughs) it's a deep cut reference (laughs) I can't with you but um I also I'm very appreciative of like the artwork that goes into just like designing the covers of different video games and Mm -hmm. so especially having a visual reminder of uh, even my journey with Mm -hmm. video games because the games that I have go all the way back to like GameCube era that's when i first started that was my first like major GameCube. console and so from the gamecube i kept all of those games which i'm happy that i did because i didn't do that for my ds and i mm-hmm. wish i did but i kept all the games from my gamecube i got a playstation shortly after that or playstation 2 shortly after that and so i kept all my playstation 2 games and then i got a wii and so i kept all the wii games mm-hmm. and then i got the playstation 4 so i have also now a large collection of those, and so seeing them all together, it really tells a story about the the games that I like to play, which are usually very, like, first-person, like, one-player, story-driven games. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the video game industry, it, it truly is a, a beast out there. <laughs> I mean, it makes... Several yeah. times more than the film industry does every year because people really like to be a part of the story. Yep. Um, and really well done and well told stories where you can really be immersed in a world is a good thing. It's it's a fantastic way to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um and then <laughs> on the weirder side of Go ahead, stay with your chest! It's say gonna get PG thirteen in here. No. <laughs>
0: Cause I already know what it is.
1: Uh, yeah, I was like we, i already cursed a lot in this in this episode right here. Um, my other, I guess, major collection that I have. Sorry, mom, don't listen to this part. Um, is
0: skip to, I don't even know what the time signature. <laughs> we'll figure is, but... out the time signature. Skip, skip, skip to like skip to like two minutes from now.
1: <laughs> um, so I also have like a pretty extensive sex toy collection. Yes, you do. Um, for for me, when I was like. Going through puberty, I spent a lot of time by myself and as a result it was a lot of self exploration, which I know which sounds is, really fucking no, creepy. No,
0: but it's important.
1: But yeah, it, it is important and I think from from that time and figuring out what it is that I liked and like kind of exploring the internet, it's what helped me to blossom into the like knowledgeable, queer person that I am today. You were just yes knowing like learning new things it wasn't always just about the like horniness of ooh that's good but it was also um, more so about like understanding what are the nuances of the types of relationships that i want to have mm-hmm. in the future and so as a result like from that kind of self-exploration as well figuring out what I liked um, the first time that I went to a, into a sex shop at the ripe age of 17 which I should not have been in there but at yes. 17 the first time that I went into a sex shop I was like Blown away. Cause <laughs> I think at that age you're still like kinda it's kinda funny where you're like seeing all these things and you're like, that shaped like a dick. But
0: maybe not these teenagers today. But maybe not back these teenagers when we today. were teenagers. Back in my day.
1: <laughs> but way back then, which is almost oh my god.
0: Don't say it out loud, continue. Nope, I'm on. not
1: gonna I just I thought it. I thought it I hurt my own feelings. You hurt my feelings <laughs> by not even saying <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: Because we're the same age. <laughs> we are.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so like gathering a, a sex toy collection for me was also about like figuring out the things that I enjoy about myself. Because also I think body positivity, mm-hmm. part of it too, is like literally like n- knowing how to love and care for yourself. And yeah. that is, that's a part of self-care to me. I agree. And so... Eventually, I'd love to be sponsored by one of these sex toy companies, because I feel like I give you enough of my money as it is. I'm dead. Give, Throw some cointata my way. Could you imagine please? those boxes just showing up at our door? I, I would, would love... love.
0: I, want, I would want to see his reaction. I, he's our neighbor. I would love to see his reaction. Just, like, comes out and sees, like, a dildo. She's like Not shaped box, but, like... <laughs> You know how some of those sex toys packages. packaged. Because, yeah. In some of them boxed.
1: Oh, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yes. A couple times. A couple times, actually. There's one story that you do know. This is a story that you don't know. There was Oof. a time when I, when we were living in dorms in college. Oh, shit. Our mail room <gasps> oh, was run by students. Oh, my God. And so anytime you got packages. This
0: was your freshman year because you we were an RA otherwise.
1: I no. This was while I was in RA. This was oh, sophomore year. Fuck me. I had ordered a uh, adult prod. It was a dildo. I ordered a dildo <laughs> online from. I don't. I don't even remember where it was that I ordered it from, but I was woefully. Underprepared for how big it actually was. I should have looked at what the dimensions were. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But that bitch was 10 inches long. Damn. <laughs> I'm a beginner at this point. I this is me like jumping in feet first to explore what that what I like doing for myself. Um but why in the ever-loving fuck did this company They shipped it in one of those flat pack mailers. And so you could see the outline of what is very clearly a dick in the back.
0: Not just a dick, but a 10 inch dick. It's gigantic. I'm having secondhand embarrassment. Do you see how my fists are clenched right now? Oh my God. I would have just been like, not
1: mine. Not. it has my name on it. They've already logged it in. And I wish I had had the foresight back then to even go into the mailroom and like, you know what? Let me let me do mail for the next couple of days. I mean, I just need to see if something's coming in. Oh my god! <laughs> I did not do that. And so I don't even I don't even fucking know who it was that checked in this package. But I'm just wow. Well, they know all my business now.
0: <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, now that Sam has shared a story, I feel like we should go into our game time story time. Woo woo! And try our mocktail as well. Mm um okay where is it here it is (laughs) i don't actually mind that
1: you don't mind it okay as for as
0: disgusting as it sounds because like coke and apple juice Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) no (laughs) sam's verdict is no Um, (laughs) I just, I'm
1: also not like a tea person. So like the tea, Coke, the apple juice all together. I guess that's fair. Not my gig.
0: I will say though, if you want tea, brew some tea. Like (laughs) (laughs) maybe Coke and apple. I mean, I I will say Coke and apple juice is an interesting concoction that I think tastes similar to like the Long Island iced tea. Mm -hmm. But like if you're looking for like a tea substitute, it looks like tea, but brew some actual tea. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So for our story time this week, we're going to actually talk about our favorite Funko finds just because Funkos are like the biggest Ooh. collection that we have in this household. Um, and which one am I? What am I actually, I'm going to talk about Hillbill's box of Funkos. That yeah. was so incredibly nice. So it was during the pandemic. And if you knew me during the pandemic, I was woefully depressed, as were probably a lot of America um, mm. in the world. Um, it was a dark time. And I got this text message from our friend Hillary. And she was like, hey, um, there's something coming in the mail for you. Just, like, look out for it. Um, Nothing special or anything. (laughs) But just, like, look out. I thought it was going to – because she sends letters to us all the time. So I thought it was going to be a letter. Um, I come home one day from work, and it was a really shitty day at work. Um, I had been like yelled at by like four different people and I was just like very overwhelmed and I almost got into a car crash on my way. I distinctively remember this day. I almost got into a car crash on my way home. Like I was ready to come in the door and just like cry to my mom. And on the stoop, because I was was at the time obviously living in my mom's house, and at the stoop in front of our door, there was this big brown box Mm -hmm. and there were doodles all over it. And I was like, what is, I was like, oh my God, somebody must have like left, a box or something wrong. Like this, this doesn't wrong belong address, to that's us. that's not me. <laughs> so I looked down and it has my name on it. And I'm like, that's weird. And then up in the corner, I recognize Hillary's address. And I'm like, what in the world could this be? <laughs> and so then I pick it up and I bring it inside. And I don't even make it like it. I just, I'm sitting in our my mom's foyer. And we have like a box cutter and stuff there because we empty out the packages and then leave the, um, the boxes out for recycling and stuff. And I opened the box, and there's, like, this little letter on top. And she, like, packaged it up really, really nicely. <laughs> and she was, like, and in the note, the note said verbatim. I'm moving, and I wanted these to go to somebody who would appreciate them, who would give them a good home. And I, like, was, like, what does that mean? And so then I lifted the, like, gift paper, like, the wrapping paper that she had put in. Yeah. <laughs> and there were 26 Funko Pops. Oh my god! I literally started crying. <laughs> uh, the waterworks just came. I sat on that floor. I looked at each and every single one of them. I was probably on that floor for an hour because my mom eventually like called me halfway through and was like, "I saw that you got home, but you haven't come upstairs and said hey." And I was like, "I'm fine. I'm, sure I'm fine. I'll a minute." I was up thirty minutes later. And I like just, it was just, it was one of the nicest things. And a lot of them were like exclusives. A lot of them were like, um, like, like.
1: You got some movie moments in there. I got movie moments in there. Deluxe. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: It was just, it was so, it was just, it's one of the nicest things anybody's ever done for me. Yeah. And she will never understand how much that meant how much it, like, uplifted not only, like, my spirit, but it made me feel seen as a person. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, because she knows how important Funko Pops are for me. And so for her to entrust me with part of her collection yeah, was, like, all right, Hillary's a ride or die, but she can't go yes. nowhere. <laughs> she can say that she doesn't want to be friends, but I'm going to tell her hot jokes on you. you.
1: <laughs> You're not allowed to leave. Literally.
0: Um, but, yeah, I think that's, like, one of my favorite Funko, like, not necessarily like a Funko find cause I didn't necessarily like find anything they were like given to me but it was like it's one of the it's, it's a story tied to Funko Pops that like holds a lot of like space mm-hmm. in my heart your turn, go. Oh,
1: no, I, I can't top that no! one. So that was no! that was so endearing. No! There's no eggs You to should top have gone first. I'm sorry. But I told the story about the sex toy, so uh, I think it's I was fine. fine. <laughs> All
0: right, well, we're going to take a brief little pause. I'm going to make us another drink. Get yourself a snickety smack, or make yourself another drink. Maybe brew some tea. And we will be right back. Hey, ho, we're back. Um for the last part of today's podcast, we're actually gonna talk about some takeaways from being in um from being in like collector communities with other collectors. Yeah. Um I think the biggest one that we can talk about is the Funko, so why don't why don't we start there?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Actually wait, let me get this over with It's expensive (laughs) It No matter what you collected, it's expensive It
1: it costs a lot of money to keep up with with your collections, because uh, I think, particularly with Funkos, they have been releasing so so many as of late, and all of them are pre-orders, which irks the fuck out of me. I, yeah. I don't like having to order it and then wait several months for it to ship to me. Yeah. I want, but when you it don't get it
0: pre-order <laughs> it, you don't get it.
1: Yeah. Because they're, they're all sold out. A lot of the exclusives end up getting sold out very quickly, so.
0: Well, also, I also, like, when it comes to fungos specifically, I think because of their rise in popularity, um, spe- let me try that again, specifically within uh, nerd culture, mm-hmm. like, when I first started collecting fungos back, you're talking, what, 2014? Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> um, a fun- you could get a fungo pot for $3. Like, $3. dollars mm-hmm. And now you're telling me that the standard price for a normal, non-exclusive, regular Schmegula Funko Pop is anywhere between $11 and $13, depending on where you buy it from? Yeah. And then an exclusive jumps up between 15 to almost sometimes $35.
1: Yeah. Well, like 45 if you want some of the like movie, movie, moments, movie moments, deluxe, deluxe yeah,
0: pops. That's true. I forgot yeah. about
1: those. Well, and they even have like the mega pops, which are a hundred dollars. Oh,
0: that Iron Man! That was so... <laughs> I was this close when we were at Funko Hollywood. I was this close. It was staring me dead on my face. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, come I'm not gonna for lie. You.
1: The Groot mega pop is oh, precious. So, cute. so is the Pikachu.
0: The Pikachu is really cute. I thought the Batman one was actually pretty, pretty tastefully done too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but the the dancing Groot because that was technically the first official Marvel mega. People mm-hmm. don't realize that it was the first official Mega. Um, because I don't think a lot of people realized that it was out. Because I, I don't I remember seeing it in GameStop for, what was it, four years ago? Yeah. Cause you were there with me. Cause we were in there to see Squirrel Pool, the the tenant squirrel pool that mm-hmm. GameStop had an exclusive for. And I was like, What is that? <laughs> and I had to look it up and it was it had been like released back like when the first guard no, it was the second Guardians.
1: Yeah, cuz it was the group in the pot. pot.
0: Um and I was just flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cute. Anyway, moving on.
1: <laughs> Absolutely precious. Yeah, I mean Funko Pops have gotten significantly more expensive even from the time that I started collecting cuz mm-hmm. when I started it was about like 8 bucks for yeah. a Funko Pop for like a lot of the common ones. And most of the time, you could find some of the ones that you wanted for, like, clearance and stuff. So I would yeah. end up finding, like, a lot of the drag queen ones I got were, like, three bucks a piece. Bungos
0: never go on clearance anymore.
1: Yeah. Never. that That does not happen nearly as much. Because by the time it gets marked on once, usually people have already, like, picked Snatched up what it. they're going to get. Yeah. Or what's popular. Um, I'll say Second to Charles, they have a pretty extensive clearance collection but it's also like pops that have been there for years yeah like men in black international pops i see those at every single second of charles i've gone to well
0: that's how i picked up that collection because i was actually a huge i'm a huge fan of the men in black franchise
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: but i i was one of the few people unfortunately that really liked men in black international i thought that both chris uh chris hemsworth and tessa thompson did a phenomenal job um yeah so that's i wound up getting that whole collection for under 15 bucks. Cause I think they were each $3. And yeah, then when we were at Funko Hollywood, I got the exclusive with, um, Tessa Thompson's character. I think it's like agent H or agent M. I can't remember which one. Uh, <laughs> and Pawnee, the little Pawnee. Yeah. One. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope is, is really what it boils down to. It's a slippery slope. And, um, I think that with, you know, being in different collector communities whether it's like the facebook group or the list serve or like even just interacting with different people on twitter yeah um setting boundaries is extremely important
1: yeah you you have to be clear with yourself about what it is that you are going to collect and what's important to you because if you are like most people or if you're like us you can't afford to collect every single thing that you see that you Even like. Even though we wish we could, because um, I think that that was where I kind of started. Was I was like, oh, I like this and I like this, and yeah. these are really cool. So I like kind of started just starting different lines of collections without really giving much thought to, mm-hmm. okay, how important is this franchise to me? How important is yeah. this character to me? Before I go ahead and like put the money into starting this collection, because mm-hmm. for me, part of it too, part of the fun was. Getting to see all of them together, the which is why collection, yeah, yeah, which, which is why I have like so many of the Black Panther like variants, yeah, is because having that full collection together is just like a really magnificent thing to see for me.
0: No, I agree, and I think when we moved into this apartment, that was like one of the things that I like. It was setting those boundaries because I think for <laughs> that first chunk of collecting Funkos, I was just like, oh, it's Marvel, mine. It's Marvel. Mine. Mm. Oh, It's Marvel. Mine. And I didn't really understand. I had to like sit down with myself and be like, what characters are the most important to me? Which movies made the highest impact for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I am like, I love to complete things as well. And we wound up, I think I wound up giving away close to like, not giving away. We donated them to, I got money for them. We, got yeah, we sold sh- them to Second, Second Charles. Charles. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it wasn't a donation. donation. It wasn't a giveaway. We got money.
0: <laughs> um, But I wound up giving away almost 30 pops. Yeah. Which was like big for me because I had never even... I ha- Like before then, I had never even contemplated giving any, any of them away. Yeah. But like I think because of the fact that both of our collections are so big now...
1: We don't have the space to display all of it. Yeah. We have...
0: We don't even have the space... Well, we currently do think... Thank the Lord. But like yeah. we, with our first apartment, we were renting a storage unit to house most of them.
1: Yeah. To house most of the ones that weren't on display. And then yeah. the boxes for the ones that are on display. Because mm-hmm. so that's another thing. It's like, it, it takes up a lot of space to have a collection. Yeah. Um, even for something as small as a Funko Pop, which is only a, typically three to four inch mm-hmm. character. Or, it's still, if you are going to keep the boxes, which we both do, you got to have somewhere to put those things. Yeah.
0: Well, like just even I'm like looking at our stuff too. Like one of the collections that we did not talk about in the first segment was our puzzle collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're displayed as nicely as we can display them currently. I think that we would, I think aesthetically both of us would like them to be displayed differently, but because of the fact that we only have a certain amount of space and, you know, puzzle boxes are puzzle boxes and they're, yeah, <laughs> they're certain length. They're they're quite well. And Katie boxy. likes to
1: put together 2, right, look, and 3000 piece puzzles. The 1,000
0: seven fifty, 50 one thousand aren't cutting it anymore. Okay, it's easy. Okay, <laughs> that's chump change. I'm sorry, that's not to dock people who it is hard for. Come on, puzzle
1: queen. It's just <laughs> I
0: my. Sam, (laughs) quick side note sam and i have determined that we do puzzles very very differently
1: differently.
0: (laughs) i am under the assumption that like it needs to be completed like i will sit at our table
1: for hours. hours to go from start to end to complete the puzzle
0: yeah i have a hard time walking away sam on the other hand
1: yeah well, because that's how, that's how my mom and I we put together a lot of puzzles during the pandemic mm-hmm. and that's how we would do it is we'd like pick a puzzle, set it out on the table, we'd start on the border and do that together, and then we'd walk away and then over the next like few days it's just like whenever you need to take a break from like looking at TV or just like sitting at a computer screen, you come back and like do a puzzle for a little bit.
0: I have so much anxiety <laughs> in my throat right now just <laughs> listening to that. Yeah no. Um, the first time Sam and I did a puzzle together, it was a five hundred piece puzzle. Yeah,
1: it was. She like, was over here like, and I was like, <laughs> you, you, "You good? I seem like, angry right now." And
0: I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I just I get. I think because I've done I've done a lot of puzzles. Growing up as a kid, I would make my mom do puzzles four or five times, and then I would be like, "My turn," and then I would do it. Like, I've just grown up doing puzzles. And so, like, it's, I'm not angry. I just get very hyper focused. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, like, that's also how I de stress. Like, people, I think people watching me do it get anxious watching me do it because it, it is, it's a very intense process. But, like, I will put my headphones in and hours could go by and I am at peace, even though it probably doesn't look like I am. But it's just, it's very, it's very calming and therapeutic for me. But anyway, back to the original topic at hand. <laughs> but like the like the puzzle Puzzles box, also they, take up space. they take up a lot of space. Yeah. And to be able to display them or store them, wh- wh- whichever one it is, you have to allot that space for it mm-hmm. and have to think about it too, like when moving, you know what I mean? Especially when yeah. it came to the Funko Pops and some of like our artwork. And like, I know for like my yeah. ticket boxes specifically, I was like, I don't really want to put them in the moving truck
1: yeah um oh my gosh that, that was so stressful cool. that was so
0: fu- that was so stressful <sighs> i was just like i remember driving the truck and every single bump that we hit i was like please don't uh, please let please anything please break don't. please don't let <laughs> anything break please just like make everything be okay i was like the table can break the couch can break i was like just please don't let the don't
1: or let the collection don't let any break. of those break uh stress yeah. that's another thing it gives you stress it it really does, yeah.
0: <laughs> especially because I think sometimes, especially like with the exclusives, specifically mm-hmm. talking to Funko Pops, they'll drop and they'll sell out within seconds. And so, like if you're at work, if mm-hmm. you're you know taking a nap and you miss it, mm-hmm. you get really disheartened. I think
1: sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's why. I mean, kind of going back a little bit to the community with Funkos, mm-hmm. um, that's why there are so many different like message boards and yeah. like. Facebook groups, Twitter group, like that you can join because it's become such an intense thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Is they, they don't want to miss out. Um, the unfortunate part as well, with Funko's becoming more expensive, though, is there are a lot of scalpers out there, people <sighs> who buy up a lot of the stock yeah. just to resell that shit online because they know that for the folks who are not fortunate enough to get it on the first drop, they'll pay whatever they can to get yeah. things that they care about.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of websites, too, at least I know Hot Topic and Box Lunch, and I think the Funko website does it, too, now, mm-hmm. where it's, like, you're only allotted two yeah. to a specific email. And, like, I appreciated I appreciated that when that when that came. I mean, it was frustrating, especially when, like, I knew that I was the only one that was online, and I knew four people, I had four people that wanted this pop. Yeah. But I understood the reasoning behind it, and yeah. I respected yeah. it, because it tried to, like, curb the scalping problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was a thing when I worked at Target as well. Like, we limited our exclusives. Whenever there was a specific drop, you can only purchase one actually mm. per like customer. And so I had plenty of people who would like yell at me and curse at me over no. these like kind of arbitrary rules, which are meant to collect, like protect the people who are truly trying yeah. to collect these things. Uh, <sighs> Here's one thing. That we both have experienced in our collecting time is collecting when you are in households with children or pets. We We, neither of us have children, we don't have any pets at the moment. (laughs) I want to cover so
0: bad. If I could take care of myself,
1: I almost kidnapped a neighborhood cat today. Um, I'm so very allergic to them, but I would. We both are. (laughs) We both are.
0: I mean, you're more allergic than I am. I think I could feather pretty well, but, like, still.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's been a, a big point of contention for a lot yeah. of collectors is the fact that, yeah, you can't really control what children or pets do with these things. And in particular for me, when it comes to, like, children coming to see mm-hmm. my collection, like my cousin, she brought her kids over once. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, were enamored with some of the, like, Funko Pops that I had on display in our living room. Yeah. And so as a result, one of the kids was like, I want to play with it. Cause they see it like as a toy that you play with, mm-hmm. not so much something that you display. Yeah. And me wanting to be the people pleaser and amicable person that I am allowed him to okay. take some yeah. of them to play with. And also just watching the way that kids interact with these things. It was terrifying for Mm -hmm. me i was so mad and frustrated in that moment
0: yeah no i have a similar story of like when my cousin's children came over to play uh when they came over to visit um i had to go to work and when i came home they had not only unboxed (laughs) Mm. um i had one of the original mattel lines for marvel Mm -hmm. um and so it was I remember specifically Thor, but it was Thor, um, Black Panther, Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk. And one of the the youngest of the two had Thor's hammer in her mouth like a chew toy, mm. and they had ripped Thor's head off. And my mom, who was also at work, came home literally milliseconds after I did because I was I was I was stopped in our kitchen when I set eyes on it, and I. She like walked in after me, and she was like, what are you standing in the... And she paused, because as soon as she oh. saw it, she immediately understood. I was like... And I could see... They had unboxed. They had like ripped open the boxes, so the boxes were unsalvageable, and they were throwing mm. and beating them. And I remember I turned around. I looked at my mom. I was like, I just want it all in the trash before I come back. I'm going to go on... I'm going to go on a walk. I grabbed my phone. I grabbed my keys, and I grabbed my headphones. And I think I I walked five miles. <laughs> Because I was just, I was like, I was just infuriated. Yeah. I was so infuriated. But it was like, I understood that they didn't understand. And like, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have left them out on display, mm-hmm. knowing that th- they were going to be there. But, oh, this is what makes me not want children. Because I would have, mm. anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, they, children are people as well. And you can't really control them in that way and so yeah. I get it Funko Pops they they look fun they are essentially toys but it's not something that for us as collectors we want somebody to play with yeah and the same with the the Mattel line that you had I'm so sorry that happened that Ugh. my heart breaks for you because yeah. that would have been awful to come home to it was a time mm. oh
0: my god I'm just like anyway moving on moving on moving on Well, I also think too. A really big other takeaway is like the collecting for aesthetic purposes versus like utility purposes.
1: Yeah, you know what
0: I mean. Like some things are only meant to be enjoyed visibly. Because I mean, Mm. like for us specifically, you know, there are people that collect Funko. I would assume that like kids who collect or you have Funko pops could use them as action figures. But for us, they are strictly and aesthetically. They're an aesthetic thing. thing to look at. Yeah. yeah. They're not made for utility versus mm-hmm. like when I think of like my records, right? They're made to be used.
1: Yeah. I collect
0: them to use them. I mean, I still have a hard time using them because they're just so pretty. Yeah. But I collect them to use them. I don't collect Funko Pops to use them to play with them. They're mm-hmm. specifically just for me to look at and to like bring me happiness aesthetically.
1: Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah and I I think that's what's also super exciting about Funko Pops is that they are essentially one of those things that exist in this world that is not for a purpose other than to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like that that doesn't happen very often because we in this capitalist society we look at things that have usefulness as things that have value Mm -hmm. but this is placing value on things that have value because they mean something yeah. Not so much for what they can do. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I mean, as far as my collections go, yeah, video games, you use them. You play them. Um, I certainly... I'm sure other video game collectors out there can attest to this. A lot of people will end up buying so, so many games, especially when you first get a system. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just sit there. Oh. <laughs> like, you, you end up having such a large library or a large catalog of games that you just haven't found the time to get to. But mm-hmm. you always find an excuse to buy a new game when it comes out. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Just because yeah.
0: like as somebody that does like I think the DS was as far as I got. Game <laughs> gaming world. I have a game I I still have my Game Boy and my DS. Do I use them? No. <laughs> yeah. um, but like when it comes to playing the games, once you complete a game, are you like, Okay, I'm done with it for the oh. next one? Or
1: it all depends Is on how much... Is that a stupid question? Ma- no, it, no, not at all. Okay. There are a lot of games, actually, that reward you for coming back to them. Okay. Because um, especially like with this last generation of consoles, starting from the PS... Actually, I think from like the PS3, Xbox 360 uh-huh. realm... A lot of games have what's called like a new game plus mode. Mm -hmm. And so once you've actually completed the initial main story of the game, you can go back either with everything that you've accrued from playing the game the first time and start over as, like, yeah, I have all my shit now, so I'm gonna just breeze through. Mm -hmm. Or you can basically start the whole game over again, now Ah. having new knowledge. And for me, I do return to some of my favorite games all the time. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of comfort in coming back to, like, uh, God of War. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come back and play that one from time to time. Because it also just... It has such a robust story that mm-hmm. there's always something new to explore. Because the first time I played it, I didn't really look for all the lore. But now going back, I have a greater appreciation for it, having already played the story. Okay. Um, I do the same thing. Like, there are some games that are just, like, fun to play again. Because... Yeah. It's it's neat. Like mm-hmm. platformers like Crash Bandicoot, Mario, mm-hmm. Sonic, like you just even though you've already played this level, you know what's gonna happen, sometimes it's the excitement of like, now that I know what's gonna happen, I can try and beat my time or mm. do it faster, do it better.
0: I guess in that way it's 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 very similar to like rewatching a TV show. Like you already yeah. know it's gonna happen, but it's like you either pick up on different details mm-hmm. or like it's just it brings you comfort. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: It really does. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all a bad question. So many video game people can definitely attest to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Alston, I've talked oh, to him about this. I love that man. One of his favorite games is The Last of Us, which you I love You playing The Last of Us,
0: well. though, was very stressful for everybody involved. <laughs> I would come out of my room and all I hear is, <laughs> <laughs> it! Crap! No! And I would be like, what's happening? what's happening Who? What? Uh, And you'd be like, oh, I just died. I'm like, what? What? What?" I'm
1: going to try again.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) stressed. I was like, I'd be like, I'm going to go to the gym.
1: (laughs) I am a very animated video game player. Um, Maybe I should be a streamer. No, no, that's too much. (laughs) That's too much pressure. I don't think I'm good enough to be a streamer. (laughs) But yeah. I
0: would would watch you.
1: Um, But for... For Alston, for playing the last one, like that's a game that I know that he replays. But for me, like I would definitely go back and revisit the game after some time. Mm-hmm. But because it was so like on edge the first time that I played it, I was like, I think I need some space from it. Fair, that's <laughs> and so fair. it's not that's not one that I return to regularly. But like God of War, Control, games that like don't have such a visceral reaction from okay. me, I will come back to.
0: Okay. I guess speaking on just like appreciating things I think like one of the last takeaways that I've that I I know that I think we both have it's just like an appreciation for other artists you know we both are creators in this household within different mediums and whatnot and I just think that like specifically like with the or and even like the design that goes into the Funko Pops or the puzzles or um, the trinket boxes. Right. You mm. could even go as far as for this, like the designs of sex toys. It's just like, <laughs> I'm trying here. Um, like <laughs> <We'll> somebody, <circle laughs> somebody had to design that somebody had to like, think that up, put it into pre-production, mm. test it, you know, make sure that it was going to like appease the masses or like gain traction And then it went into mass production and then post-production, yada, yada, yada. But it's just, you know, sometimes I I think in my brain, I'm just like, people are so talented. Like, people are just so incredibly talented because I know what I'm capable of. And it's like this very, I don't want to say small box, but like, I know what I'm capable of. I know where, I know the areas where I need to grow. And I know the areas where I can expand upon my skills. Mm-hmm. But that I also know the things that I cannot do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I also think when I see people do things better than I know that I can, there's a little part of, there's a little bit of jealousy. There's a little bit of jealousy. <laughs> bit.
1: That's normal. There's a little bit of
0: jealousy. But I think there's more of just like, wow, oh, I'm just amazed by the sheer talent that this person possesses. Mm. And like the ability for them to have done the thing.
1: Yeah, I get that. I I totally get that. This is going to be a weird tangent. But like, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like appreciating someone else's abilities, I feel like I always feel that when I watch the Olympics, specifically gymnastics, I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks like it would be a lot of fun to participate in. But I just I have so much admiration for the people who can do this on Olympic level, professional level, because that took a lot of effort and a lot of skill to get Mm -hmm. there. Huge Simone Biles fan. Yes, you are. Huge Gabby Douglas.
0: Fan. Well, I also I like. I'm a huge. I love to dance. I cannot mm. dance the way that professionally trained people do. I
1: think. I she
0: like can. to fake it till I, I think make you it. Can. But it's just there. Like, I just I am currently not at a point where I'm very flexible. Like I can touch my toes, um, <laughs> but like I love watching ballet and I love watching contemporary dance I even any kind of dance half the time I'm watching something on my phone it's dance (laughs) Um, but just because it's very true yeah (laughs) (laughs) I just I think it's it's to that point of just like it's like I that just looks like so much fun Mm -hmm. and I know the amount of training and I know the amount of hours and I know the amount of hard work that you had to have put in Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and I just like I want to give you praise I want to let you know that like I see it I see you, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the shit out of you. Thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah. Because I'm just... Oh, what, they, what they're able to do with their bodies.
1: So good. So well, cool. The amount of effort it takes to look effortless <sighs> at doing something is insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't even make myself look effortless in daily life. <laughs> and I go through a very pretty much routine schedule. So... <sighs> Girl,
1: bye. I'm always in <laughs> awe of you. Shut
0: up. Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, any other any other takeaways? I'm like trying to think. I think that is it.
1: I think it's that time. Alrighty party
0: people. It's closing time.
1: This episode is coming to an end, but the conversation never stops. Keep on collecting, keep grinding, y'all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and on TikTok at NGL Committee. This is Katie.
1: And Sam saying cheers! cheers. And we hope to see you in two weeks for the next episode of The Nitty Gritty and Lady Committee! Bye bye! <laughs>